Hey, this is episode 158 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we have SEO expert and podcaster Meg Casbolt. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Today's interview is for you if you want to stop the dependency on social media to get your visibility and to get your reach to your perfect client. Today we have the founder of the agency Love at First Search. What an incredible business name that is. It's an all-women-ran business. Totally love that. And today we talk about how to really help you getting the natural search engines happening, your SEO happening from your website. So when people Google how to question, 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 you actually come up. How cool is that? So we're going to dive in deep to SEO, getting your business out there and doing it more of hmm, the old school way, maybe, maybe not. But let me tell you, it's an incredible deep interview. Meg has a lot to bring to the table. You're going to enjoy it. And if you were just to implement one thing from today's interview, I swear it's going to make a significant difference. Let me introduce you to Meg Casbold. I am so excited to be here with you. Now, I love to start the show with everybody knowing where in this beautiful planet are you right now? Where do you work from? Where do you reside? I reside in upstate New York. So not the cool part, not near the city. Um, I'm about an hour and a half away from Niagara Falls. Oh, well. So, you know, beautiful, but boring is what it's I It's closer than where we are in Australia. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's start ground zero. I thought SEO was dead at one stage. I really did. Mm-hmm. Because everything's about, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all these TikTok and Tok Tik. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize my husband and I have um, a very good company. It goes very well. It's in the seven figures and it's called the Sales Institute. Mm-hmm. And the Sales Institute, we need SEO. We need mm-hmm. great content. It doesn't matter how much we do on Instagram. It's we need stuff to really drive traffic because people go to type in sales coaching, sales Mm -hmm. tips into Google. So can we go there? First, let's start off with is SEO dead? And if it isn't, why not? SEO isn't dead because the way that people gather information is different across different channels. Mm -hmm. So if you are just, you know, if you're going on Instagram to look at cat videos and to catch up with your friends, if you're going on Facebook to go into, you know, learning groups or to watch more cat videos, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, there are absolutely reasons that we can use these social networks to connect with other people, but it's Mm -hmm. also it's really meant to be, it's intended to be a form of entertainment, not a, a form of education. Right. Ooh, and so I love that. <laughs> yeah. And when people have, uh, like if they're bored and they are doom scrolling and they just want to kill some time while they're in line at the supermarket, they're probably going to open up Twitter. They're going to go see what's happening on these platforms. Mm-hmm. But when something is happening in their lives and they want to make some sort of change. They need some information quickly. They're in search of, they have a a problem that needs to be solved. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to go out and seek out a solution. Yes. 
So the example true. that I always give here is my friend Megan at one point woke up in the middle of the night because her dog was going completely nuts and she walked downstairs into her kitchen and there was a badger sitting in her pantry eating all the like crackers out of her pantry. And she was like, oh my, th- there's a freaking badger in my kitchen. What the heck? What's just a badger? Is that like a badger? A it's like a raccoon. Okay. <laughs> it's like raccoon size. It's probably like the size yep. of a small dog. Yeah. Um, wow. And they're, they're nasty, right? Like they're kind of jerks. Oh um, like a honey badger is like a type of badger. Like, and so she like has this wild animal in her kitchen and she's not going to like sit on her couch and scroll through Facebook and wait until there's an ad that's like, do you have a badger in your kitchen? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. She is going to pick up her phone and go, okay. And she's not going to go like, what size is a badger? What, how mean are honey badgers? Like there's no educational need here. It's like, is this dangerous? Do I have to call pest control? Should I call the cops? How do I get this out of my house? Should I get my kid? Like, should I evacuate? Like when you're in a situation that's Mm -hmm. urgent, that a problem that needs to be solved, that's when you go search for a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't sit around. I'd be going how to get a badger out of my house. (laughs) Right. And the secret is you block Mm. off that room, you turn the lights on in the rest of the house, you make a bunch of noise and the badger walked right out the door, right? Right. She learned that and solved the problem and didn't have to call in pest control or Mm. animal control or whatever. It was just, it was probably a three minute Google. She got the answer she needed and then she was able to take care of the problem. People Mm -hmm. still go to Google when they have questions, when they Mm -hmm. are seeking out solutions. Mm -hmm. Can we just start with what is SEO? And then how do we boost it? Sure. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. So you gave the example earlier of people going, I need sales tips. Mm. Chances are they're not actually saying I need sales tips. They're saying I need more clients. I need to convert Mm. better in my sales conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to have a cold calling script. Maybe, maybe they think that and it's up to you to say that they don't. And maybe they go, we get sales coaching sales coaching is a big search sales coaching. Yeah. Yeah. People who know what they need. Mm. So there, there's a couple mm. different like tiers to get into this or phases to get into this. And some people are like, I know I need a sales coach yeah. and they're just going to go type in sales coach, sales training. And then there's like a step before that of people who are like, why are my discovery calls not turning into yeah. Like, why are my leads not turning into sales? What yeah. can I say in a discovery call? Mm. What do I need to put into my proposal? Is there a proposal template that mm. I can use to make my proposals more likely to turn into sales? Yeah. And then there's even a phase before that, which is people mm. going like, how do I get people to DM me from Instagram? They're not thinking about sales. They're just thinking mm. about trying to get those qualified leads into yeah. their inboxes. And That's then probably a they big one right out. now. Right, right. <laughs> what do I say when someone DMs me? Right. And, how, and I want to convert them to a lead. <laughs> right. And maybe it's not about converting them to a lead. Maybe it's about having a conversation with them, but we can talk about that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So what are some big myths then when it comes to SEO? What are some big myths that people think, you know, this is a belief that I have about it and what you think you can hit on the head? I think the two big myths that people think is that it's going to take forever and that you have to have a giant website to make it work. Mm. Um, So let me debunk those back to back. The first is it's going to take forever. It doesn't have to. It's not an overnight solution. It's not a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not overnight, but it's not forever, right? So if you get really, really hyper-targeted and you land a really fantastic keyword that not a ton of other people are talking about, then Mm -hmm. you can get traffic pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. In that example, maybe sales coach is something where 
a couple dozen people have already shown up in search results and yeah, and they have established themselves as getting that traffic. And I hope that's mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm a new sales coach coming in, it's going to be harder for me to rank for that yes. term because there's so many other people who already use that term. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, I am going to teach interior designers mm-hmm. how to write proposals for bathrooms mm-hmm. and I can yeah. rank for the term interior design bathroom proposal template. Mm-hmm. That keyword might only have, I don't know, 50 people a month searching for it. But if mm-hmm. I am ranking number one for that right away, because nobody else is talking to interior designers about bathroom proposals, yeah. then I can, I can start getting traffic for it tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so pinpointed. It's like you got a little pen light, like you were shining exactly where the light is. Yeah. Right. And if you can Mm. get that specific, if you can get that targeted, Mm. then you can do that a hundred times. You don't, you don't have to do it a hundred times, but you can get that specific in your content. And then maybe you have five different entry points where people get to know you. And maybe it's this one is the interior design proposals. Mm -hmm. And this one is a, you know, boudoir photography contract, or what is the specific type of shoe for over pronators who are training for half marathons? (laughs) What types of shoes should they get if they have plantar fasciitis? You know, I was just searching for it. So if you can get really targeted and not say I'm a nutritionist for Mm -hmm. anybody who eats food. (laughs) Yes. Overnight, but not forever, not overnight, but not forever. And, um, you need to have a giant website. So you, this is not something that you need to do infinitely forever and have thousands and thousands of blog posts before you start to see results. If you can get that hyper-targeted content for very, very specific terms, Mm. then I have clients who are ranking for, you know, they've got a handful of pages on their site and they're consistently pulling down clients because they're so clear about Mm -hmm. who it is that they serve, how they help them, exactly what stage of awareness that person is at and what what they need to do next. Mm. So I talked to somebody yesterday who's a public speaking coach and I said, there's hundreds of public speaking coaches out there. And I said, why don't we talk, have you talk specifically to clergy members who want to make their sermons more interesting, to professors who want to get better ranks for their lectures, and to uh, executives who want to give better presentations, right? Sometimes it's that straightforward of just Mm. what are the problems that those three audiences have that can be solved through a public speaking coach? Yeah, yeah. I think what you've just said there is a really good clue for them, which is what's the biggest problem that your client has? Mm-hmm. And then creating the content around there. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm going through launching a brand new Instagram page. I've had my Facebook page restricted, which then affected my Instagram. And that was yeah. like about four years ago. It's all owned like, by Meta, well, you know? Yeah. <sighs> and so I'm like, okay, it's time to get a new one up. And my team and I were creating so much great content, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be hot and red for one day, but I want this out forever. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about the difference and the benefits of doing content marketing versus doing the social media hot for a second and then it's forgotten about. Absolutely. So I would actually roll social media under the umbrella of content marketing because everything that you're creating, you know, your whether it's public facing like your social media, your blog, your podcast, or it's a proposal that you're writing, it's the transcript of conversation you're having with your client, any of that can become content. Um, so you could take your podcasts 
mm. and turn them into content for your Instagram and then also create a show notes on your website so that way people can find it and search for it that way. Mm -hmm. And maybe you want to, after you've talked about a certain topic a number of times, take the podcast episode and write a blog post that ties together a couple different podcast episodes so people can land on the category page and then they can go over and listen to all the episodes and then they can check. You know, like, I, I like to think of marketing. I'll be going this. back to the show notes, ladies, on this <laughs> right now. And we are, the great thing is the podcast, we are repurposing it, but all the other stuff that you've just said, I'm like, Oh, I love that. I'm getting the show yeah. notes for that one. So ladies, the show notes are for the show today. Scroll to the bottom. So we can uh, get this gold and then go into your show notes and include, you know, you've had 150 episodes at this point and go back and say who else has been talking about content marketing so mm. that if people land on this episode and this is their entry point, their first episode of Herpreneur, then they're like, they can go to the show notes and be like, okay, when, who else does she talk to that? I want to go and listen to these conversations. Mm. What else is relevant that you've created? We want to be able to create content, whether it's audio content, video content, written content that people can find, binge, consume, and enjoy mm. without needing to go through what you're going through right now, which is, well, now yeah. we have to create it again and again and again and again. Yeah. No, you, yeah. you made an awesome podcast. Let mm. people find it. You have a fantastic website. Let people find it. You have a great yes. YouTube. Let people continue to find the stuff mm. you've already created instead of always needing to make something new. Yeah. I, I actually loved, um, because we're doing this at the moment, and just prepping for you this morning, I was like, knowing that I was having our conversation, instantly I thought, oh my gosh, all that feeling that I had about this amazing stuff about why female entrepreneurs should be taking vitamin B for their stress levels. I can now turn that into a great piece of content that I can drive mm -hmm. traffic to, to the website. Just even knowing that I had this interview today made me actually expand that thinking because two days ago I was thinking, oh my gosh, this vitamin B stuff that I've created, it's so good. It's not, it, it, for one day, it's, it's going to be gone. <laughs> right. So, you're going to take the time. You're going to spend the time to do your hair, to do your makeup, to do your reel. And then it's going to disappear because that's the way that those platforms are built. They're built to be temporary. Yes. And it's very much like that decision of, do you want to take your $5 and go buy a latte? Or do you want to take your $5 and put it in a bank account that can accrue more interest for you? The latte tastes better. It gives yes. you the dopamine hit. It fills your stomach and you enjoy it way more than the money in the bank account. But the money in the bank account will help you out long-term. <laughs> The, the instant gratification versus mm -hmm. the, uh, yeah, let's look at it and nurture it. Let's talk about social media when we're on that. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see that business owners do when they use social media and they're not actually in continuing that, that relationship? Let's go through that. I would say two mistakes. One is building your entire business on a platform that does not belong to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think it's totally okay to be on social media. I, you know, I've been doing a podcast for two years now talking about how to diversify. So that way social media is not the only place that you are mm. spending time. And in the course of that two year period, I have pulled myself completely off of social media, but that doesn't mean you have to do that. It just means mm. that we have to be intentional about where we are creating these things. Because like you said, like sometimes meta just decides, nope, you don't have a Facebook page anymore. Yeah. And yeah. all the work you just put into growing your Facebook, growing your Instagram, the money you're investing yeah. in ads is just blown up. Yes. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Yeah. Because the biggest mistake is, and 
for me, I was very good at the marketing because I was doing women's events. So everything was Mm -hmm. about doing the marketing and getting them off Facebook into my funnel to be able to get them to my live events. Yes. Goodness, I had that. Mm -hmm. But it also was really hard because as soon as that was taken away, I, it was. It wasn't actually taken as in I could still download everything. I had my marketing restricted, mm. so I could not market anymore, and I had no no reach. But that was the only way I knew how to market. It's completely out of your control. Your business was just shut down arbitrarily. Yeah, but that was the only way that I knew how to market. Mm-hmm. So what was I, I? I was in trouble with is I had a list, but and I understood sales funnels but I really had never worked it before mm-hmm. in comparison to, you know what? I could teach you how to do Facebook marketing. I could teach you how to do retargeting, retargeting. I could teach you how to do, if they've watched 30 seconds in a video that that will trigger off another ad that all got taken away and holy shit, what do <laughs> I do? Yeah. And that's why it's important ladies to not put all your eggs in the one basket. Mm-hmm. And to diversify. Yes. And I think the other mistake that I see people doing a lot is posting without engaging Mm. and expecting people to see something in a scroll and go, oh, I want that thing. I'm going to go buy it right now. Mm. That's not how human brain works. So tell us, how do we do that? So what I recommend instead is for what every minute that you spend creating content that you're posting on your social media, go comment and like other people's start and not just comments like, Hey girl, you look great in this fire, 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 right? Like engage, find something interesting to say. Mm -hmm. And then if there is an opportunity to slide into the DMS, go ahead. Like if that's cool, but don't then go, Hey, I have a really cool program. Do you want to hear about it, girl? You know, (laughs) no, (laughs) be like, I really like that video. Your hair looked awesome. What are your thoughts on this? Have you read this book? Right. Find, find mm. a way to develop a relationship with that person instead of just seeing them as somebody with a target on their back and you have to get to mm. the sales conversation in the next three DMs or you fail. Like that's not how, that's not how regular conversations work. You know, you teach yes. sales, but also yeah. that's not how women work. Mm. We want to get to know people. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like a lot of people know that now for Facebook groups where they do go in there and they work it really well and they give the mm-hmm. advice, they do the the Gary V stuff with the jab, 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 and then the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but their hook might be, hey, check out this content. I'd love to get your feedback. <laughs> Sometimes right. it's still transparent though. For me, I still see the, you know, I still can yeah. see through it. But what's another tip that you could give? Let's just say they're posting all the time. The one thing I love to do is sell by chat. So I've just done a video on, I was eating dinner and the dinner is great for female entrepreneurs that are going through perimenopause, Mm -hmm. that their sleep is crap. (laughs) Yep. And so I did a video while I was eating dinner going, Hey ladies, if you're sleeping crap, this is what you need to eat. We need to have the black rice because it's magnesium. If you're keto, well, okay. (laughs) So I just went through the different portions that are on my plate and then did a CTA, which was if you want to have the five best foods to eat for a good night's sleep, write the word sleep in the chat and I'll send you um, my cheat sheet. 
-hmm. Would that be an example of continuing the conversation of engagement or is there other things that you would recommend? I think that call to action is very strong. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say also it's important to go seek out other people instead of expecting them to find you. I think of, so when I think about like a funnel, you know, it's like, in the same way that people who are searching on Google can discover you, but then it's up to your website to do the work, to turn them into clients. Mm-hmm. Like people don't just go like click from Google, become a client. You need to be able to nurture them with your content, get them onto your email list, talk mm-hmm. to them on where, wherever you are, create your content that can nurture them. In the same way, a lot of people seem to expect, oh, somebody's going to find my Facebook group and then they're going to just become my client. Um, But there's that missing step of the no like, and trust factor. And so, yes, you can continue to do that in your own spaces, on your own profiles, in Mm -hmm. your own groups, but go out and find other people. And, and when they, and even if people are posting in your group, reply in the comments, Yes, yeah. show that you're a human too, talking Mm -hmm. to other humans and have a chance to engage that way, not just in an automated, you know, get my cheat sheet, which is still really important because you can send them the messages and you can automate that. But also like if somebody is in there saying, oh man, I haven't been able to sleep in a week and be like, oh, I have been there. It is so hard. Have you tried? (laughs) I need a Facebook group for female entrepreneurs going through perimenopause. (laughs) Maybe that's the group I should start. (laughs) That's a great keyword. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't need to be a Facebook group, right? Maybe it doesn't need to be Uh, you know, figuring out, and here's the other part of the equation, figuring out what your ideal client Mm. needs from you and how that aligns with what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I could both have businesses talking to female entrepreneurs going through perimenopause and you might be like, I love being on Facebook and having these lives Mm. and talking to people and creating the live video content. And I want to see people engaging with me in real time. And I feed off of that energy. Awesome. You can do that your choice. And Mm -hmm. I want to be like, I don't want to make my hair look nice any day. So (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) go create a blog content and a podcast. That way people who are searching can find it and people who are washing the dishes or who can't sleep at night and need a podcast to put themselves to sleep. Maybe they're going to be the folks that I get and you're going to get the live video folks and I'm going to get the podcast and blogging folks. And it doesn't have to, like you and I are not in competition just because we're talking about the same things. We just have different yes. marketing strategies yeah. because different people want to consume content in different ways. Do you know, I love this because I remember maybe 10 years ago, webinars were huge. That were the thing. <laughs> and I was trying to push all my clients into doing webinars. And I had some women that were introverts that freaked out on when you <laughs> the button live. And here I'm a person I'd love to go on stage. The bigger the crowd, the better. And I remember this one client, she messaged me and she said, I've got my webinar tomorrow and I'm so scared. Like I just... And then suddenly I just went, you just do you. Yeah. What do you want to do to be able to get your education out there? And she said, well, I've done all the content. She said, I just don't want to go live. And I go, okay, there's a thing called pre-record. 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 Yep. <laughs> and I was like, how many people have signed up? And yep. she said five. And I said, okay. <laughs> so your decision now is to find out what you're going to do with those five and even just send them a pre-record and have it loaded up. And that was, that was the day Meg for me that I realized there is so many ways that we can get our information out there 
Mm-hmm. And one person, as you said, might be the one that loves to do the hair and makeup and stand there and shine and talk. And the other person rather just gets there with the keyboard and, you know, absolutely loves that. They've got the cup of tea there or the glass of wine and they're tapping away and they're creating mm-hmm. the content. And this is what I just so love this because, ladies, if you're listening and you're seeing all these different things that you can do, I think Meg said something really important before, which is choose a horse and ride it yeah yeah don't have to ride three of them don't have to triple (laughs) triple bareback (laughs) I used to have horses so I used to double bareback (laughs) my sister and I not on two horses but two people on one horse (laughs) oh okay (laughs) I mean I think a lot of this is just coming down to what is the way that feels good for you, that your clients want to consume it, that they want to learn from you or they want mm. to engage with you. And knowing that, knowing that you don't have yeah. to follow anyone else's format, anyone else's framework, if it doesn't feel right. So like you said, if you want to do a webinar, but you don't want to do it live, find a solution. Yeah. If you want to be on Instagram, but not on LinkedIn, go find your people on LinkedIn or whichever one I just said. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, if you want to be able to create, if you, if you love writing, then figure out a way to write. If you hate writing, then don't do it. Right. Like, mm. I think that there's a lot of pressure out there to do everything a certain way based on other people's methods that worked for them, other people's business models, yeah. other people's brains. Like I have ADHD. And if I go into social media, it's really hard for me to pull myself out sometimes because I can mm. get easily distracted. But mm. I also have auditory processing issues where I can't sit and watch a story. If I, if it only has sound, it's hard for me to like follow wow. it, Yeah, you know? So And that often goes with ADHD. Like our brains are going so fast that I have to read things for them to sink in. I can, I can hear it. I can understand it, but I'm not going to remember it. Um, Mm -hmm. So knowing that about myself and knowing that it influences how I'm going to create content, but also it influences knowing how I want other people to engage with it. Yeah. And feeling that there are things that are outside of, you know, there are people who are in my audience who may miss out on things because of the way that Mm. I'm creating them. So how can I make it more accessible or how can I show up in the places that they are already hanging out? Mm. That is really huge because you got to feel how you process information yourself. And also the way that you process information, the way that you like to give it, you'll attract more of those people that actually are similar learners, personality traits or behaviors to you. It's possible that there's some sort of attraction going on here. And the way that I often think of it is if you resent going and doing a certain kind of marketing, it's going to show in the way that you do it. Mm. I don't want to get on reels. And if you force me to get on reels, I'm going to get up there and be like, well, I guess I'm doing reels today. And the energy I'm going to bring to it is going to be different. But there may be people who are like, no, get me, you you know, you just said like, put me on the biggest stage that there is. And that energy, that energetic feeling is going Mm. to show up for you. Um, So I think part of it is how do people want to consume it? And part of it is how are you going to feel best creating Mm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Let's talk about, you've got something for the ladies who want to continue the conversation. They go, Hey, we want to learn more. This woman's got so much you can hear how deep her education runs, ladies, can't you? What have you got for them today? You've got a free gift for them today that they can sure do. From. So I have an SEO starter kit. So it's 13 pages and I tried my best to, to break it down into charts and memes and jokes and ways that we can start to explore search engine optimization without getting overly technical. It's a very hands-on, here are the ways that you can get started. Um, so you can get that over at love at first slash start 
or it's linked on the homepage. If you forget that URL, it's all there. Um, and then also I have a podcast myself. So I know that y'all are listening to podcasts. If you want to have a larger conversation about the impact of social media on entrepreneurship, on small business owners, and on really to an extent, our mental health and how Mm. to make sure that your marketing strategy is supporting your lifestyle, your brain, your business model, all those things. Um, You can head on over to socialslowdown.com or look for it in whatever your podcast app is, because I have made sure that it's optimized for search. (laughs) (laughs) Of course she has. And ladies, we do have uh, all the links below as well. So if you scroll below, um, you can get the show notes today and the links to everything that's been mentioned on the show. Meg, uh, talking about mental health, um, the direction that I've gone now with Herpreneur, the brand is creating high-performing female entrepreneurs. Hence why I was talking about, you know, mm. foods to eat to help you sleep and vitamin B and all this type of stuff. I'm very passionate about helping women stay at the highest vibe for themselves. And I always ask this question. This question is, what is the one thing that you do that you know it's your go-to that gets you away from your desk, away from your work. It's a physical thing that gets your body moving that you know when you do it, it makes you the happiest version of you. What would it be? Um, Weightlifting. I love strength training. Yeah, (laughs) baby, she's speaking my language. Um, I was at first you, when you just said, get away from your desk, I'm like, um, a hammock and a glass of wine and a romance novel. But when we talk about <laughs> my, my body feel really good, yeah. um, you know, I'm a, I'm a certified yoga teacher. So I'm big on mindfulness movement. But mm-hmm. when we think about like, what is the thing, what is the thing that I know I'm going to feel better after I do it, it is going and doing squats and, th- you know, heavy bag and really lifting and, um, making sure that my body is moving and continuing to work after I'm done. Resistance yeah. training is so important. Speak my language, ladies. When you lift weights, you feel incredible. My, my past life was in the fitness industry, Meg. And my very first comp that I went in was a bodybuilding competition. Oh, amazing. I was 15. I got oh into weights very early, weights very early. And still to this day, even with um, people that I mentor, I always try to get these women into the gym, especially moving weights and a good weight, not the light little pink fluffy ones. Yeah. We want ones that, you know, you're, you're pushing eight to 10 reps. That's it. Like you're, you're squeezing mm, that's them That's all out. you can do. Yeah. 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 And instant dopamine hit, do, do, serotonin, like it's incredible. And it's so good for you for so long in the day. Yes. You know, if you're... Yeah. If you're going out for a run, then you're going to be tired at the end of it. But if you're lifting weights and doing resistance training, then it's like you feel good for hours and it continues to move in your body. It's incredible. It (laughs) is incredible stuff. It's that first for me. It's that that first one is that first rep when it's got that Mm. weight. It's like something in me goes, yeah, I feel good. (laughs) So good. So good. Uh, two pieces of advice, one for the female entrepreneur in the startup phase, using all your gifts, your glory, everything, anything that you think this is going to be perfect for them to know right now. And a piece of advice for a woman that is in the growth phase, she is scaling her business. Maybe she's getting more team on board. Maybe she's launching a new level of her business. Maybe she's now ready. She's got the goods and she's wanting to expand it. Piece of advice for both of those female entrepreneurs. 
Uh, for the startup folks, I would say don't don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing, right? Like mm-hmm. figure out that thing that you are exceptional at. You know, what Gay Hendricks would call that zone of genius and mm-hmm. yes, go right hard right. on it. Yeah, you do not need to be on every single platform. Um, there are businesses that are on every single platform. They have larger teams and they did not start on all the platforms. And if they did, then it was 10 years ago when it was easier to do that. Right. So just figure out what it is that you do best that fits that Venn diagram of what you love, what your people want from you and what converts and what people want to buy from you on that platform. And if Mm. the only place that you are online is your blog, then make really great blog posts. If it's only LinkedIn, then connect with the right people on LinkedIn. If you're only doing a podcast, then make it the best damn podcast you can and then optimize it, whatever that looks like for you, but figure out how to make that platform work for you. You don't Mm. have to be everywhere. Love it. And then as you grow... I would say my best advice for people at the growth phase is don't lose sight of the people who already love you. Mm. I think that there's a big um, Mm. emphasis, especially in the growth phase of growth means more growth means more followers. It means more subscribers. It means, you know, more page views on your website. Um, But I don't think that growth necessarily correlates to volume. Uh, I think growth can be depth also. So finding the people, (laughs) figuring out who your biggest fans are, who are Mm. your ambassadors, who are your referral partners, who are the collaborators that have the same people in their network that you do. And if you can double down on finding the right relationships, the right other humans to tap into, Mm then you don't have to work as damn hard to build this giant freaking marketing machine with all the funnels. and I mean, I love a good automated webinar, but you don't need it if you have a bunch of people just sending you leads all the time. And they're like, yes, Mm. I have heard. I want you. I just, I, you know, I've had people come to me and say, I didn't even know what SEO was, but somebody told me that I need to hire you. So how do I sign, right? Those word of mouth leads, those referral partnerships, those collaborative opportunities are going to convert better than, I mean, I'm trying to teach you SEO. They're going to convert better than SEO. They're going to convert better than social media. They're going to convert better than anything else. So don't lose sight of those just because there is a way to scale Mm. and leverage and automate. Like not everything needs to be scaled. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. What a great answer. That undercuts my entire call to action. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely love it, Meg. Thank you so much for staying up late for this interview. You can go have your glass of wine now. (laughs) Oh no, maybe not. It's like 10 to 10. That's going to wreck the sleep, ladies. I got two kids who will be up at 5.30 tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to bed. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your genius. Uh, ladies, we will put the notes there as well for um, the big leap for Gay Hendricks because that's what she was talking about with uh, Zona Genius. It's an awesome oh, I love that awesome book. book. Really good book. Thank you so much, Meg. Have a beautiful night's sleep. And um, we cannot wait to actually follow your journey. Uh, Ladies, the social slowdown, that is the podcast. Jump on that. Really great way she breaks down information um, and also incredible guests. And also uh, we've got the links there for Love at First Search and also your gift today for the starter pack. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought or 
message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.